Welcome to Local Matter Sports. This is your host, Sam Brooks. I have Barbie Cook in the studio today. Upperman High School head volleyball coach for the second year. So you you got through your second year now, and uh, we had you here after the first year and a and, uh, little, little bit of preseason for this past season. So tell us a little bit about what's going on in your life right now and, and how's the family doing? Um, We are kind of taking it slow right now. This is kind of our off season, so we really enjoy kind of spending time with each other and being at home and just trying to focus on one another. Um, my husband stays busy with his business, and um, his name is Brian Cook. And then the kids are in school, uh, Braley and Carter Cook. So um, we just put a lot of focus into family right now. I'll tell you, I've seen Braley in the media here a lot lately. Talk a little bit about what's going on with her. Um, she stays very busy. Um, she is one of those kids that just, you know, my prayer for her is that God's light shines through her, and it, it does. And she's she never meets anybody that she doesn't know or that she's <laughs> shy from or whatever. Um, she's in chorus. She's in violin. She helps out, um, you know, at school with anything and everything that she's asked to. Um, she's trying new sports, so she stays pretty active and keeps us on our toes. And then Carter's going to start baseball up in, um, with school up in the spring. So Wow. Yeah. She's got fourth grade. Yes, she's be, fourth grade. Yeah, so midway through her fourth grade year, and she's she's into everything. Saw her singing the national anthem or pledge yes. of allegiance or yes, uh, both. Yes, here lately. <laughs> like I said, she'll participate in anything she's asked to. <laughs> well, that's I'm, I'm gonna tell you that's a traumatic event, you know, in front of all the folks and in the crowd to be able to stand up as a fourth grader and do that's amazing. She mm-hmm. did a great job, so. Congrats on that. So uh, you talk about your husband a little bit. So you, you mentioned his work. So let's give him a plug. What What is his business? Um, he owns Allen's Tree Service. Um, and we also recently this past year started a hauling business with an 18-wheeler. Um, so we've got a lot going on. Um, we stay very, very busy with it. Um, it recently took off the road. Um, and so we've got a new driver and um, just making and learning all of that has been an interesting um, new business, uh, but we have been very busy with the tree business um, just throughout the year, and each year it gets busier and busier. Yeah, kind of a new venture there, so, you know, uh, just adding to the business and the growth with what he's already doing has got to mm-hmm. be uh, keeping it interesting for the family. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, no doubt about that. So, uh, let, let's talk a little bit about volleyball. Uh, Upperman High School, you had a Pretty good season this year, maybe a little bit better season than you thought. You had some things that happened along the way that always happen, you know, in the course of any season. So let, let's give a little bit of a recap, you know, going into the season and, and then kind of walk us through your season this past year. You know, we had um, one senior starting out, and so we had a young team. But, you know, that group of girls that I learned last year, they wanted to work. So I wasn't hesitant about anything. I just knew that what we needed to do, they wanted to get the job done. So we came in, we got started, and um, I put them in a little bit of those preseason tournaments and play days and scrimmages, and, you know, what I saw is that we could hang, and, you know, with AAA or AA, and that was exciting to see. We did lose both our setters um, right before the day of our very first district game, so that was um, an interesting time to go through, but, you know, I always look at it as, you know, everything happens for a reason, and how are we going to overcome it? 
And so my assistant coach, we walked into the gym. She said, what are we going to do? And I said, we're going to sit here. And during your JV game, I'm going to make a new rotation, and we're going to go with it. And we did. And those girls, they did great. Um, it didn't phase them. There were some adjustments that we had to, you know, work through. But, you know, they came out on top, and they did a great job. Yeah, I mean, you're going to, as a coach and, and a team, you're going to run through those situations every year. Uh, if it's not injuries, then it's, you know, something with one of the student athletes and that you have to deal with. So, you know, having the ability to, to bounce back and kind of the next man up mentality, next woman up in volleyball's cage mm-hmm. men- mentality really fits in there. And, and it's true. You, you never know what's going to happen from day to day. And with girls, you never know. <laughs> yeah. So let's talk a little bit about that. Gr- you know, girls, what are some of the things you deal with in the parameters of, of dealing with uh, females? I know you probably not coached too many on the male side but you've got brothers and you know how it is sports with males so how does it differ on the female side you know um boys are more to just kind of shrug things off if it's bothering them they don't hold on to it it doesn't bother them or they find different ways to deal with it whereas when those girls walk in i mean i know i know what's going on i know if they're on i know if they're off um, you know, if it's going to be a good practice or if it's going to be a bad day. I mean, there were some times this year that I had to walk out and then come back in just to see, you know, what was going to happen or if something was going to change. Um, and you just have to learn how to go with that as a coach. You have to learn how to read each player um, on and off the court. And that's one thing that I've taken, and any coach that coached has coached under me, that's one thing that I explained to them. Um, you know, you have to know your players and you have to know – what they're going through at home, at school, you know, individually in personal lives, because it can affect their playing on and off the court, I mean, tremendously. And it can affect your team. And that's one thing that I have a, um, I have a talk with the girls every year and parents, and I just explain, you know, one bad seed can spread like a vine. And that's one thing that I try to keep in check. And, you know, we kind of dealt with some drama this year too, but it wasn't as bad as some other things that were going on. But, I mean, I even, talking to other coaches this year, you know, there was just a lot going on everywhere. So it was kind of like in the midst of everybody was kind of dealing with everything. But, you know, like I said, um, I had some great girls on the team, and they wanted our um, season to be successful. And so they found ways to overcome and kind of just shut down whatever was going on and just play through it. Yeah, that's, that's interesting to see how all of that plays out. We're talking to Barbie Cook, head coach down at Auburn High School for the volleyball team. Um, you know, not many seniors on the team. As I'm looking at the your roster right now, you know, you had uh, Abigail Johnson, who's a heck of an athlete, you know, plays basketball also, doing, doing well with that too. And, uh, you know, the majority of your team is young. So mm-hmm. that's the outlook for the future has got to be really good. You know, um, at Upperman, I mean, it's a, it's a basketball school. Sure. And so to be able to have those athletes play both sports, um, it's been an adjustment, but tremendous too, because it helps It helps on both sides. It helps with both sports, um, with just them playing something all year round. Um, but Abigail, like you said, I mean, she anything I asked her to do, and I mean, she's, she's a great kid, and she's a great athlete, and she, she did a great job just working with everybody and just keeping this team what it needed to be um, for season. Yeah, yeah, I've known Abigail for a long time. You know, when my daughter, when I was coaching down there, my daughter was there. They were buddies, and, you know, she came by the room every day. So I've seen her since she was probably, gosh, I don't know, 
seven, eight years old, mm-hmm. you know, and now to see her, you know, out on the, the volleyball court and the basketball court doing what she's doing now is incredible. And, and, and especially, you know, with uh, her father, you know, BJ having to really get past that, yeah. <laughs> you know, just kidding with BJ. But, you know, you look at BJ, he's six, four, you know, six, five. You put any height on Abigail at all. She's already getting recruited by a lot of folks. But you give her a little bit of height, you're talking about a, a player that could probably go anywhere she wanted to go around the country. Yeah, I hope uh, I hope the folks out there give her a shot because mm-hmm. I don't I don't think her size, her height as far as her size is, is that important with her game. Uh, and, and I'm sure she's going to get the opportunity no matter what. But uh, it's amazing nowadays how much two, three, four inches of height changes the, uh, you know, where a kid can actually a- attend school and, and, and play ball. So uh, j- just – Loved watching her play and, and to lead your team. And, you know, I saw that it was evident she was a leader yeah, uh, out on the floor for you. Yeah. No, and, and you know, I respected throughout the season that she was more than likely going basketball. And, um, you know, there were some things that came up with her recruiting um, stages. And, you know, I completely understand it. it hate, I hated that she had to miss some things. But, you know, out of, as a coach, like I said, you have to know and have that respect and, I mean, they know that. You respect them. They respect you. But also, you know, that's her future. And I took that in consideration. You know, volleyball was volleyball at that time. But this is her future. And that was basketball. And so that was one thing that we um, – she knew that I had that respect. And so I think that that also helped her knowing that basketball – or basketball was the love, but volleyball was just kind of the fun. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, she she did great, and I look forward to, you know, with season going on with basketball, um, getting to see her play and her team play and just see how Dana and them do this year. I think it's great, you know, that you guys work well together, you mm-hmm. know, and that you do realize that uh, coming into the season and coming into, you know, actually playing volleyball and having a two-sport athlete that you're able to share and be able to allow them to make – commitments you know that are important to them because if you fight it you know it makes it much harder but really the person that suffers in that is the student athlete yeah so having coaches that work well together there is very important nowadays to allow them and coaches college coaches like them to play more than one sport so right that's valuable to them as an experience a life experience so i'm glad you guys are are able to come to that middle ground to be able to help the student athlete yeah. So the season went probably never goes as you expect, but ended up going pretty good for you. Yeah, it, it absolutely did. You know, we came out 17 and 8 um, in our class. And then, you know, for the district, we were number one. But then that district game, we got beat by, you know, um, Overton County, which Chrissy does a great job with that program. And, I mean, they had a great team as well. Um, right now we're ranked, um, I think the last time I looked, out of Nashville, we're like 38, and in Tennessee, we're 75, which I think is great for a small-town volleyball program. And like I said, whenever we came in, I knew that those girls wanted to, to play. But then also what just enlightened me more as a coach is just to see how much they put forth in that regional game. We made it to regionals, and, you know, they came in. They were nervous, I mean, because the year before didn't go so well. But kind of having it more home-based and not having to travel, that helps you tremendously. We just had to go down the road to Overton County. Um, and, you know, they had to come to us, and that was one thing that we we look forward to. Um, and those girls, you know, going from pushing out five games, that was tremendous. 
no doubt, and, and just really capped a, a, a successful season. And uh, we're going to have to take a quick break. We're with Barbie Cook, head coach down at UHS Volleyball. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back and continue that conversation. What's so important about shopping with locally owned businesses? When you shop local, your hard-earned dollars stay here in the community, helping to benefit your friends and neighbors, local schools, roads, and all aspects of community life. But what happens to my money if I spend it online or at a national chain store? In most cases, the profits go far away, out of state, corporate headquarters, or even overseas. It doesn't take any extra effort to shop local. Office Mart on South Jefferson and Cookville is your locally owned office furniture and supply store. For over 35 years, they've been proud to serve businesses in the Upper Cumberland with quality and value. You get real customer service, too. And unlike shopping online, you can actually see and try out the large inventory of office furniture in their showroom. And when it's delivered, it's not a box on your step. They're glad to install and set up everything. Office Mart. There's no other locally owned office store in the region. South Jefferson Avenue across from Hardee's. Shop local at Office Mart. Welcome back to Local Matter Sports with Sam Brooks talking to Barbie Cook, head volleyball coach down at Upperman High School. And Barbie, each season comes with high points and, and low points. It rarely goes to your expectation. And you know, you mentioned the basketball down there and what a good job they've done. And it's it's known as a a, a basketball school. And actually, women's basketball in the Upper Cumberland is some of the best basketball anywhere uh, around, especially in the southeastern United States. So. Um, as you, as you go through the season, you, you try to build your own name. You know, you know, you've got some of the athletes down there that can make a difference and sharing those we talked about is very important, but each season has high points and low points. So as you look back on this past season, what were some of the high points? Um, some of the high points, you know, making it to regionals again and, and getting to districts as well. Um, you know, you always start at the beginning of the season trying to figure out where you're going to start and where you're going to end. Um, and, you know, you can't ever plan it out exactly how you want it because you never know um, how the girls are going to show up <laughs> and what they're going to do that day. I mean, I used to tell them all the time, they're a light switch. You you can turn it on or you can turn it off. And so um, just to for us to be where we were by the end of season and make it to regionals this year, I thought was great with only having one senior to, you know, we were a younger team. So that was exceptional. We had some um, of our players and athletes that were top 50, top 100 in the state. And that was, I mean, that was exceptional. And that excited them, too, to know coming from a smaller school and small town that they can, you know, they can play and they can be exceptional athletes. Good. Low points. Right. Low points, um, you know, with losing some of their teammates this year. And, you know, you're sitting there trying to figure out, you know, is this going to fall apart or – you know, are we are we going to overcome this? And that's what I just always preach to those girls is never let anything bog you down to where you can't overcome it because anything can be overcome. It's just how much are you going to work for it? And um, that was probably the most um, one of the lowest points is that first district game and then us kind of having to adjust with, you know, teammates not being able to play with us. It's tough because you build that and you, you have an off season and you work through the off season. You do the weights, you do the running, you do all the preparatory work. and then, But you got to be ready for setbacks. Mm-hmm. It's no different in the workplace. As you grow up and you get a little bit older, things happen. You know, you, you mentioned a, a moment ago about 
you know, kids are still really kind of trying to figure out what the norm is based on the past three years of COVID. Mm -hmm. And I don't, I don't think we realize how much that has affected them and not only them, but us too, you in particular as a coach and having to deal with all of that. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we don't even, we've not even realized really what the new norm is. I mean, we're getting back in the gym. We're not having to wear masks. We're not having to do a lot of the things that we had to do in the past, but you know, that, that separation anxiety that everybody experienced and not being able to be around each other as much. I think we're still kind of trying to figure out, you know, what it's like to come off of that. Yeah. And the way that we overcome that is, you know, my whole push is team bonding. And that's one thing that, you know, I learned working under Jamie Cherry is, you know, make that team work, but make them work together on and off the court. And one thing that we always push to, you may not like each other, but it's just like family. And I think I preached this kind of a couple of times this year too. You know, the family members always get along. <laughs> the girls would look at me and say, no. And I said, but when they come together, don't they try to make it work? And, you know, they kind of saw my point that I was trying to make. And so there was a lot of times that, you know, we, we did that. And that was one thing that they would, that I preached a lot on, but we overcame it. So, you know, building the program, uh, you know, you've been there, I guess this was your second year. So you're going on your third year at UHS. So um, you got a little bit more experienced team. But in, in volleyball, like basketball now, and even if we could throw baseball in the same category, girls fast pitch softball, uh, there's a second season. And, you know, that's where you, you, you have to really get into sharing the athletes because you've got AAU basketball, you've got AAU, I guess you call club volleyball. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that, that takes up a lot of time. And that's very important nowadays. You know, you can only get so much done with the rules and regs uh, in a regular volleyball season in high school. And the off season is the chance you get to play uh, in, in some tournaments that, that are not local. Right. that are can be far away depending on, upon how far you, that you make it and it kind of pits the best competition against the best competition uh whether it be southeast united states and if you make it out of that even more nationally right so that's become very important and, and you know you've gotten involved in that as a as a person who supports volleyball in, in this area and you you run the focus club uh, for volleyball out of this area now and and for these youngsters coming up, not only on your team, but on the teams in all of this area, that's become a focal point and, and focal point and, and something uh, that is very important to their future as far as volleyball is concerned. You know, travel sports have always been around, um, and especially here in the Upper Cumberland, but one that we have not had um, just in our community was volleyball. And about a few years ago, Jamie Cherry and Brooks, you know, they had Mojo, so they added the volleyball. And um, from there, you know, we started out with a couple of teams here and there, and we did great. We had um, a team that went to nationals with Mojo. Um, but then, you know, they left, and we were like, what are we going to do? And the parents were wondering the same thing. And, you know, um, myself and Lucas Martin that um, I worked with and coached with, um, we just decided, you know, let's do this. And we are at our largest point right now, and, you know, we have 12 teams this year. I had 150 girls come out, and that's from the Upper Cumberland. We had five different high schools. We have ages 8 to 18, and that 
was something that we recently added. The younger group, we added that um, a couple of years ago. We were at a tournament, and I saw that they had small girls on this 12s team. And I was like, how? I went up to the coach, and I said, you know, what's your youngest player? And he said, eight years old. And, I mean, their uniform swallowed them. And, um, but I looked at Lucas, and I said, we need to do this. And I said, it will help our middle school programs tremendously. And that's the thing. Like, you know, there's only a, a certain amount of time um, that you can develop an athlete until they get to the high school and that's one thing that we're seeing and that it's hard to work with. Whenever you're, whenever you're at a high school level and you're wanting that, you know, that state championship, you got to start young. Um, so then you're not focused on having to work on fundamentals as much um, with those athletes that are trying to work and learn all at the same time. And let's, let's really frame this. Uh, you know, you're, you're talking about families you know, who are interested in and hopefully interested in it for the right reasons. So mm-hmm. kids are going to be involved in one thing or another. Mm-hmm. So you're, you're giving the student athlete at that, at that situation, a very young age, you're, you're giving them something to become involved in mm-hmm. that that's, they can invest their time in that, that, you know, you're talking about involving fitness, good health, you know, just really getting them motivated and involved in something. I, I think we've both seen parents who probably push that way too far on the other end, you know, and it becomes a, a very unhealthy situation. Absolutely. You know, so we're not talking about that. No. We're talking about parents that want to be involved in something and give their kid that option. Right. And maybe they have, they develop a love for the game at, at that early age. And, and I think it's great, you know, to, to give them some opportunities to do something at a young age to really find out. Mm-hmm. You know, if that's going to be their niche or, or, or something that they want to do in the future. So cool to see that, you know, the, it's growing. And uh, we're going to discuss a little bit more about that. But we're with Coach Barbie Cook, Upper Run High School head volleyball coach. We're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. Welcome back to Local Matter Sports with your host, Sam Brooks. Again, I have uh, Coach Barbie Cook from Upperman High School volleyball in the house today. We were talking a little bit about her season and then getting into uh, the off season. And uh, Focus Volleyball just had their tryout with over 150 young ladies competing for spots on the, the 12 teams that they have. Let's let's dive a little bit into skill level. So, you know, if, if you get a player that comes out and you just know they're not ready, you know, number one, you don't want to waste mom and dad's money. Um, but you, you, at the same time, you want to give them some, some things to work on. Uh, and then also there's opportunities to develop different teams with different skill levels. Absolutely. So talk a little bit about that, Barbie. Um, you know, tryouts was hard. It's hard to turn down and, you know, turn away girls that have a passion for this sport because it's such a fun sport. But I always let those parents know that, you know, if they don't make the team, I have coaches that will give lessons, and that's private lessons. And so we do offer that. We have coaches that um, offer that opportunity but, you know, it's it's not easy because we do have to have different levels. Not everybody is at the same level, um, even in age groups. Sometimes I pull from younger age groups to put on older teams. I can't move down because that's against the rules. Um, but it's sometimes hard for parents to, take you know, swallow that um, with just not understanding why this player is playing on this team or that player is playing on that team. And, 
You know, we were surprised with 12 teams. We we literally told ourselves, like, you know, how are we going to do this? But, you know, we had the opportunity to. Um, we are at our max this year with 12 teams. But I have a great coaching staff that's coaching, um, and they are all willing to learn and just see how each and every group works. And we have each coach with their individual team. We look forward to it. Um, we don't travel every weekend. Um, like some of these other surrounding agencies do, we keep the girls at maybe one or two tournaments per month. We practice twice a week just because, you know, we don't we don't want it to be outrageous. We want these girls to have an opportunity. You go to Nashville and Knoxville area, you kind of get a little bit pricier. And so it's just kind of harder for parents, one, to travel, but two, um, you know, putting in an in with some of these agencies that have contracts. And if you don't like it, then what are you going to do because you're in a contract? And so it just becomes a different ball game where we just want to offer something for somebody to see if they have a passion and what their future can be with it. You know, you got it on the other end of that spectrum that you're talking about. You got to deal with burnout. There's something to be said about, you know, a little bit of time away, you know, especially if you play school ball and you travel. Right. You know, and and uh, and your situation, yes. It, it it is a fee it's fee based for the student athlete and you know some of the ones i've heard about are upwards of you know fifty five hundred dollars or more absolutely you know a, a season yes for these folks to to play and and a lot of those teams like you said will play every weekend and you know that that may be something that's good for some you know i guess but the average family uh that's that's tough on it's, especially when you you talk about going to uh, watch your student athlete and staying in a hotel and the food for the weekend and all mm-hmm. of that. So it's a huge commitment, mm-hmm. but we have a lot of parents that are willing to make that commitment because they know what their daughter's doing. They know it's going to be something that's going to be good for them health wise. Um, they learn about eating. They learn about nutrition. They, there's a lot of things that they learn along the way. They're going to be healthy for them as far as their life is concerned. And not to mention the fun of playing volleyball. And, you know, with that expectation, you know, you play the kids. The kids are going to get playing time. They're going to get in the game. They're going to get the opportunity to play against the best competition. Right. And so that's kind of what they're paying for. And, and But above and beyond that, you know, there's opportunity to jail with other players and student athletes right. to have fun together, to go out of town together, to go out to eat together and things like that. You know, a lot of folks who aren't involved in this don't realize it's involved. And, you know, these girls make these teams, and they may have never played with any of these girls. But, I mean, these girls are from every middle school here. And they are from high schools here. And then, like I said, we had five different other high schools try out this year. And so it's just interesting and unique to see putting those teams together and watching how they come together and how they form. I mean, last year we had a team that went to nationals and, you know, we did some fundraising to help, you know, to help assist with the, some of the payments that we had with that. Um, but, you know, you do, you travel and it comes in, you have an expense at the gate, you have expense for a hotel, you know, your food. And that's why we also keep a minimum of the girls that we play because we don't want to make these huge teams and these parents pay the money that they're paying and then their kid not get to play. So that's why we also have a limited number on the team. So your kid is getting to play because that's what we're doing. We're building them. And, you know, not everybody believes in travel sports, but I've had to explain to parents, to administration, if these girls, some of these girls did not play travel ball, they would not be able to play the ball and play the teams that they play against during school ball. And when we travel, we go see different teams from different regions, different states. I mean, it's all over the board. So whenever they come back, they've had that experience, and it's hard to play some of these different levels. And so to see that they can hang 
and to be that team that they need to be for their season is just a completely different change. Well, just with the sheer way that it's set up, it attracts the better players, you know, to play in the off season, especially something like AAU and for volleyball, club ball. You know, that you're kind of getting the best versus the best, and you can have different skill levels. Mm-hmm. Like I, I've, I'm, I'm not real good at this, but the, <laughs> you know, bronze division, silver division, the gold division. You know, there's different divisions of levels of play, but the main thing is they're getting to play. Right, and that's what we explain to the parents. If we were to go to every tournament and you win every tournament, your daughter is not learning anything. So that's why when we go to these tournaments, we put them in different levels. You know, our older girls can play power or advance. Those are things that we look forward to. And But then we see what the tournament holds, and, you know, we'll push them if they need to be pushed. And then, you know, if they need a break, then we'll put them in a tournament that they can, you know, have some fun with. So it's just, and then we see with our younger girls um, what division they need to be in because skill-wise, depending on that team, depends on we don't want them to go out there and get slaughtered every single time they play. So it's good to kind of have a mixture of for them to learn, but then also feel good about learning, Um, but then also know the hardship of losing to see, you know, I've got to work harder at this or I've got to learn how to do this because that team could do that. So it's just also learning strategy also with the game, which is one thing that we also focus on. And I'm I'm sure putting quality coaches in front of them that can commit to a couple of nights a week you know, maybe they have a family, maybe they're, de- you know, it's, it's tough mm-hmm. and a job, a regular job mm-hmm. that they have to deal with. So finding good folks to help coach and teach these kids becomes very important. So how do you go about that? Um, you know, we kind of watch during school season and then also we've started recruiting our former players as well, because I mean, that's how you become coaches. I mean, if you enjoy the sport that much, let's see how you can coach. But like I've also explained, you can know the game but you also have to know how to break it down for the different levels that you're coaching. So during the season, we've watched and we found a few coaches, you know, that we've had great seasons. And, you know, it's like, do you, we would love to have you a part of our program. And like you said, they have families and they, they have jobs. And so for them to take the time out and to want to do this and to help in the community, it's great. And we do, we don't, you can ask them and about their time and effort. They don't get paid enough, but we do supply them with um, some kind of payment um, just to kind of help out with the expenses of travel and then just, you know, having their time there for their, for the team that they're coaching. Yeah. I think that's, you know, that's, that's great because it's, it's probably pennies on the hour, Oh yeah, <laughs> you know, for anything they get paid for. And I think a lot of them, you know, Hallie's gone through this and, and, and played until she, you know, got to her junior year and decided that wasn't for her. But along the way, club ball was very enjoyable. The relationships that she made with them, I think a lot of your coaches, that that's their way of giving back. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of other people have really bled into them and helped them get better at their game. And that's kind of their way of, of you know, returning the favor to somebody else and, and making a difference in, a, in another kid's life. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And, you know, we have some new coaches. We have, you know, our coaching staff uh, this year is quite a bit of new coaches. But we have faith in them, and we look forward to, you know, what they bring to the table. And sometimes it works out, and sometimes it doesn't. And But they, I mean, anybody that we've ever worked with, if it didn't work out, it's it's been fun. And there's no grudges, but they're there for the kids, and that's the one thing that they're there for, and that's the most important part. Yeah, no doubt, Will. We appreciate that. I know it's uh, it takes a lot of time, and there's some expense involved, and then you got to find places to practice. And you know, I, I think some of the places that we've gone to, like uh, Hoover, Alabama, mm-hmm. 
you know, you're looking at a place that the center that we were at had, if I'm not mistaken, about 18 games mm-hmm. going on at one time. And that's where the SEC baseball championship is played. So they got a baseball field and then they got eight more baseball fields. Right. And then they've got turf soccer fields, football fields uh, that they play seven on seven and soccer games. And we, you see all of that going on. And, and I, I hope that eventually, you know, I guess the closest one for us really is Gatlinburg Pigeon Forge that has anything like that. Mm-hmm. And then um, you talk about bringing those folks into a community and while they're there spending money, staying in hotels, Hoover's the biggest one I've seen. I've not seen anyone bigger than that. It's an amazing facility. Amazing. I mean, it's it's unbelievable, and it's it's something that we look at and we're like, this would be great to have in our community. Yeah. I mean, and like you were talking about, I mean, it, it's it's great with profit. I mean, just like basketball comes in, we have football here, we have soccer. We started having soccer, and you know, those are and they have their own tournaments here. And you know, with volleyball, we can bring that to the table as well. And that's one thing that we just, you know, we would like to prepare it for the future. And I'm just hoping someday in Cooper we'll get to that, you know, <laughs> to where uh, some type of center, um, I mean, Hoover's enormous. I don't know if we're ready for that. But, right. I mean, we, we're sitting in the middle of Nashville, Knoxville, Chattanooga, Atlanta's three hours away, three and a half hours away. I just think, you know, for our community, that would be something to a great investment, Yeah, you know, that would bring constant traffic you know, to Putnam County and tourism uh, based on that, especially we're a university town. So hopefully that's in somebody's, you know, future sites as far as Putnam County and the city of Cookville is concerned. So hope that happens. That would be a great thing and really up the ante for athletics in in Putnam County and this whole surrounding area. So it's neat to see that. It's neat to see uh, cities that are successfully doing that and bringing in all those uh, teams every week know giving those young people opportunities to get better in what they love so we appreciate what you do and and uh, wish you good luck next year at uhs and continue support in your off season in your club ball and and thanks for taking the time to join us and we'll get you back on the show real soon thank you it's been great this has been local matter sports with sam brooks thanks for joining us today and have an awesome day